Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss and Mars. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Listen, today's a very special moment for me. I have my older brother sitting next to me. You know, um, he's in here. You know, we're we doing this for the first time. Today's episode, we talk about what makes a family or what makes you family. So I figured it'd be good for, for me to do it with my older brother so we could talk about a lot of things we get. As you know, we both flippers. We flip houses. We own real estate. We own um, a club together. We do a lot of investments together. So me and my older brother, you know, we, we said, let's talk about something today. It was only right that I bring him on the podcast and see how he feels about a lot of different topics. But today in particular, we're talking about family. You know, and, and I'm going to slide over. We're going to go with my older brother's name is Pooh. So that's his nickname, or you want to go by Jeff. It's up to you. Which you want to go by? All right, we're calling him Jeff, guys. His name is Jeff, so y'all know, you know, he didn't go by that name when we were younger, just so y'all know that. You know what I'm saying? But um, to you, Pooh, or Jeff, rather. Now, that feels weird. I ain't going to lie to you. Pooh, what makes family, family? Talk straight into the mic. I mean, I say uh, it's deeper than blood. That's first and foremost. I mean, trials and tribulations, hard times, good times. Whoever stand behind you when those times come, that's family. You know what I'm saying? Blood doesn't make someone family to me. I agree. I agree 100%. You know something funny? I got to go to a guy's, um, his name is Malcolm. I consider him family. And his family actually asked me to speak at his wedding. And when I was speaking at his wedding, that's what I actually said in my speech. I said, blood don't make you family. Loyalty, respect, um, consistency. Always being there when the person needs you. I truly believe that's family. But I'm going to ask you a question. Like now, you know, Jeff, it feels weird. I'm going to be honest with you. I call my brother Pook so much, it feels weird calling him that. But um, what, what are you, some of the trials and tribulations that you've gone through that you realize family wasn't, and when you talk, talk straight into the mic like that, when you, when you, when you went uh, through your trials and tribulations, what did you notice the most about family? I mean, a lot of them turned their back on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Gave up on me. Don't get me wrong. I was like in and out of trouble. So I get it. But being family, my mom's never turned their back on me. My Agreed. brother's never turned my back on me. Agreed. So it was like, it was a, 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 a definitely an eye-opener to a lot of things because I'm like, the people that I thought would always be there wasn't really there. Agreed. But when you start hitting like a plateau for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Now everybody want to be family again, or if you don't look out for them because they think you got it, now they want to talk bad about you. Like, that's not family. <laughs> I agree 100%. The one thing he said the most that stood out to me the most is just because they think you have it or you don't or you do have it, they feel like they're old. You know, um, I was going through something the other day with my, my, my family member, and one of the guys that work at one of my businesses, he he, he knows her. I haven't saw this family member in a very long time. Very long time. So long story short, she was speaking bad on my name. And I was shocked because it was like, whoa, me and you haven't even seen each other in over 15, 10 years. You know, we had no problems, no, no nothing. But what I've noticed that he just said, and I agree 100% with, once you start doing better, people tend to start believing that you owe them something. But I'm going to explain something to you. Family, like I say with my brother saying this now, he loved me whether I was up or whether I was down. He supported me whether I was good or whether I was bad. He didn't always co-sign my madness, 
but he always loved me. And the love was transparent, regardless of whatever. My brother would never sit there and let somebody talk bad on me, nor would I. You know, and that's just how we rocking, you know. My brother could be 100% wrong, but we're going we gonna to rock, and then we'll talk about that later. But in the meantime, I got my brother's back. You know, and I find it crazy that how many people don't realize that they're very unloyal to their own family. They're very disloyal. And they will literally turn their back on you because of a stranger or for something they feel is worthwhile or more enticing, especially with conversational pieces. I can't believe that somebody could literally sit down and talk negative about their own family to a stranger, especially when you never had that conversation with them. How you feel about that? Family member don't even know you got beef with them. That's weird, right? I mean, that's mad weird. Look what he said. He said, you, it's crazy that you can have beef with your own family member and, or a problem with your own family member, and you don't even know it. And nor do you know where it's coming from. You know, and that's my issue. Because like, I'm like looking at her like, yo, what did I do to you? You know, I realized that, let me go into a little story. Now, my brother could validate this if I'm lying. When I came home, right, my son, he was, he was in foster care. Right. right. So my whole goal when I came home was to get my son out of foster care. I didn't care about nothing else. My goal as a man, I said, my son cannot be in foster care. I literally cried the day I came home because of my son being in foster care. Not only is he in foster care, the first time I spoke to him, he told me that the lady doesn't feed him the way he felt like he should be being fed. So I said to myself, I'm locking in on family time. My brother always told me that it's us. You know, me and my brother always went by something called SB Boys. Over everything. SB boys mean Sandra Brown boys over everything. That's my mother's name. So looking back, I kept saying to myself, like, I got to get my son out of foster care. I got to get my son out of foster care. So my whole goal was to get him out of foster care. And I remember when I took him out of foster care, he came running over to me when they granted me custody. Because I'm going to be honest with you, the judge wasn't on my side because of the fact that I just came home from prison. But the one thing I said to him, he said, Mr. Brown, what would make you make me comfortable to give you custody of your son? I said, I'm a man, but I'm a father before everything. I said, I'm a man, but, but I'm a father before everything. And he looked at me and said, I said that again. I said, I'm a man, but I'm a father before everything. And I said, I, and I need you to know that by any means, I have to put my son in a better position. My son can't stay in this position. You know, and when I did that, he actually granted custody. He, he granted it with um, some stipulations. But he gave me custody. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had no hiccups, no nothing. And years down the road now, I've been being a good father to my children. And, and I, I took pride in it because me and my brother didn't grow up with our father. You know, and it hindered me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about you. It bothered me not growing up with our pops. Of course it did. It bothered me a lot. You know, it bothered me a lot. You know, and um, the reason why it bothered me is because I felt like a lot of our financial struggles came from not having the extra help. Extra help. You know what I'm saying? That was my, my dilemma. You know, but even, I'm looking at the same cousin, though, Pook. I'm like, yo, how, how do we have problems when we're supposed to be family? But I, wanted, I want you to go into a story. You know, we don't give no names. The names here protected to protect the innocent. We don't say no names here, you know? So we got to go say no names. If the shoe fits, wear it. They know who they are. But give me a story where you said to yourself, like, wow, family really don't have your best interests. Go straight into the mic. Let me see. Anything. It's mostly with me than uh, prison, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like I said, I've been in and out of there. So it's like, especially with, like when I came home one time 
and I needed an address to parole because you just came home. Yeah. And I couldn't parole at the address with you because we, 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 didn't, we didn't have the same last name. So yes. they didn't know we was brothers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to come home now. Eventually, they could have proved it. But So I asked a couple of family members, yo, can I use your address just to come home? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they told me no. You know what I'm saying? And these are the same family members now. They see me, you know what I'm saying, doing different for my life, you know. They ask me for stuff. Yeah. And I'm not gonna front. I love saying no to them. Because you 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 feel like when 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 I needed you, you couldn't be there for me. So yeah. it's like it's like now I'm doing good. Keep that same energy. But you know what's what killed me the most though, bro? Our family used to be tight. Very so close. Christmas. My family grew up very, very tight. So it's like to see us not so close no more. Like my my kids don't even know their cousins. Yeah. Like I got first cousins, a lot of them, and they don't even they got kids and they yeah. don't even know who if my kids saw them, they wouldn't know who these people are. And we all live in the same, you know what I'm saying? Like Long Island. Not we too all far. close. Not too far. So for that to be, but they quick to say something like, oh, they think they better than everybody, or they think they this. I'm like, where that came from? I, I think I think that's because like um when people lose like motivation, they gotta find somebody to be the fall guy or the, or the they play the victim. You know, one thing I realized with me and my older brother why our life started changing is because we became more accountable. You know, if you ask him every time you went to the jail for most part, he'll tell you that he my did fault. something. My fault. And vice versa for me. I'm accepting that I went there because of my decision making. Plus, our mother was a good mother. You know, we had a great mother. My mother was not that kind of a person. But yet and still, you know, we deviated. We grew up in an environment where that's what the success looked like. So therefore, we mimic what we thought was success. But on another note, like he said, it, it, I'll give you a story one time for me. Remember when I, I, um, um, I was staying at a family member's house mm. and they was treating a stranger better than me and I was paying rent there. And they was like dissing me and, and letting a stranger do whatever he want because one of my family members was dating him or she had a crush on him or I liked him or whatever it was. I don't know if they had anything going on, but she mean. liked him so much. They did, right? I would assume they had something going on. You know, but they was like, like good to him, feeding him. And then everything I did, it was like I was on like um, eggshells. Mm. And I'm like, that's crazy. Mine, I was paying rent. Mine, I was putting food in the refrigerator. Mine, I was looking out for the house. But it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. But now these same people, once you get to certain levels, I've noticed now it becomes a, a moment of they feel entitled to what I've done. They feel like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I always knew you was going to. I'm like, wow. I've never felt you felt like that about me. You know, I felt like you was always going to win. You was always special. I knew you would be the one that would do I'm like, wow, but I've never felt that energy from you. You know, you agree with that? Yo, bro, they counted me out. I think they counted everybody out. They counted me out. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, for a second, I even counted myself out. But then I started taking accountability for everything I did. Yeah. All my mistakes. Like, I knew it was me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. when I started focusing on everybody but... You know what I'm saying? Excuses. Yes. My life started getting better. I Separate agree. myself from people that wasn't trying to do shit with their life. Part of my language. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And start worrying about family. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When I got to start messing with family, that's when life started changing better. Not thinking selfish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I say. So let me, at this moment, I want to give everybody a round of applause. You know, this is me giving my older brother his flowers. You know, um, it was hard for me growing up. And I'm going to say this while my brother's here. This is my biological brother's. Biological brother, rather, for those who just tuning in. Same mother, same father. It was hard for me growing up because my brother lost his freedom very young. Mm. And it was me, my mom, and then my, my mother took custody of my cousin. And it was, it was us three. And 
he went away for a little while. And it was hard because, you know, we didn't have the finances. I always look up to my older brother because not having a father, I would assume most younger guys would look up to the older sibling because the father's not there. You know, and, and truth be told, we always grew up, like I said, it was just me, my mother, my brother. We was always tight. You know, even when we suffered, we struggled, we struggled together. So that was always our mentality. Our mentality was we're going to struggle together no matter what. It's family. And my mother always said that to me, like, no matter what. I give you stories, like, even when my brother didn't have all his stuff together, he'll tell you he used my name to put houses in his name. Right. You know, but he put my name, a house in my name for him, you know what I'm saying? And I know he would do the same thing for me, you know, because if it wasn't for my older brother, and it's me being honest, again, give him his flowers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Truth be told. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today because my brother is the reason today you see the man that's in real estate and I've done so well in real estate because of my older brother. My older brother is the one that told me you should get into real estate. See, one thing I do, and I, and I will say this, when family love you, they tell you the truth. And, and I'm going to give you this story real quick because, you know, I tell everybody this story. I haven't told you guys this story, but I'm going to say it. There was a time, right, when I came home, I, I had a hood mentality. I was trying to hide. I wasn't paying taxes. I was trying to like not live my best. I was trying to look like hood rich, right? And I, I didn't understand that I was affecting myself. I had a bad credit score. I had probably like a 400, 500 credit score. My credit was very poor, you know, and um, my life wasn't in a good space, but I had six figures saved. I had a nice uh, brand new six series BMW mm -hmm. coupe. You know, I, I, in my mind, I had all the glitz and the glamour but I didn't have the things that really mattered. Like my brother said to me one day, we got into a little conversation and he said to me, yo, you thinking like a bum? And I was like, what do you mean I'm thinking like a bum? He was like, look at your life. You owe money on this. You, go, oh, you owe money on, on your, uh, on your um, restitution. You owe this, you owe that. Yeah, your credit is shot and all of these things. And I'm gonna be honest with you. At first, the old me would've got so upset and would've just been argumentative. But at that moment, I'm going to be honest with you, I sat back and said, I walked out the room. I was a little upset. But that day, I'm going to be honest with you, I found myself. I literally took out a piece of paper and I started jotting down everything he did say about me that was true. You know, I definitely had bad credit. I definitely wasn't being the best father I could have been. I definitely was uh, still on hood time and trying to hide. And I had a, a business. I had a legal business making legal money and I still was living like I was a hood guy. You know, and I'm just being honest. My brother was like, yo, you need to fix that. And he told me about myself. And that day, I didn't get mad the way I should have, or I thought I should have, or I thought I would have. I took the challenge. I'm an 800 credit score guy now. I have uh, uh, platinum cards, and, you know, um, I have my children. I have custody of my son. And all the things he complained about me about, I embraced it. I embraced the challenge. And when I embraced the challenge... I was able to fix myself. So what I'm getting at with this story is telling you that family push you to become better. You know, fam family challenge you. True family. To, true family. They challenge you to become a greater person. You know, and also they tell each other the truth. So if your family is not telling you the truth, I don't know if it's really love. I can't look at it as love if my brother never did that for me. Because what I would have been doing was still living hoodwink. Hiding money. You know, living like a fool. Because of the fact that now I'm... You know, I'm proud to say, my brother, I tell you, I just put down a down payment on the house of my dreams. Back. You know, a million-dollar home. You know, and, and that was always my dream. I wanted a million-dollar home. I wanted certain things that I wanted. And because of this man standing here right next to me, I'm going to be honest with you, it's because of him. I can brag about the work I put in, 
But if it wasn't my brother pushing me that day, I wouldn't be who I am here standing here today. I would definitely be successful in my own mind, but not to the magnitude of what I am today. So with that being said, I want my brother to know I appreciate you for challenging me that day. And, and, and then I, I appreciate myself for embracing the challenge. So what I'm saying to you too on this radio is like, if I challenge you at times, no, it's for the better. No, it's not to hurt you. No, it's not to kill you. No, it's not to uh, belittle you. It's to tell you because I love you. And when you love each other, you challenge each other. So I tell all my people every day, like, yo, true family is loyal regardless of whatever we did. We agree or disagree. And we don't give up on each other. You know, we don't give up on each other. You know, the, the, the house is crazy. He knows I keep bragging about this house, man. Like, to, to, to even put my palms on this house, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and they know I give you. it to my brother. I give it to him. Give him his flowers. I give him his flowers, you know. But let's get into a story about a family. Since we're talking about negative, let's talk about something positive. Family has done to you to make you a better man today. My mom. Talk straight in the mic. SB. Sandra Brown, our mother. She gave she, us our drive. She did. Our motivation. She like, did. She did. Like, if it wasn't for us seeing her working 16 hours a day, like, we seen what grinding was. Yeah. Everybody said they grinding to get to a point. We seen it. Like, we know, you know what I'm saying? We just didn't have the mindset to know where to go with the money. Like, yeah. she didn't have the mindset. Yeah. So, us taking it to the level that we're taking it, for our kids, they ain't going to have those problems. Agreed. And then when you, you know, it's crazy because we have a, we got a little brother. I got to talk about him because it, it, uh, it bothers me because he have, he have capital to get into a situation where he can make his life better, but he always going against the grain. Yeah. Not because he can't afford it. Because he feel like he's going to, he's following our footsteps. But meanwhile, every path of success is someone else's footsteps. Everything that's been great is someone else's footsteps. Agreed. So whoever steps, I'd rather take my brother's footsteps than take someone I have no idea. Like, he knows our story. Like, he know that a lot of y'all people don't really know our story. So when we say things, it can be believing or it can be not. Yeah. But more likely, he knows our story. So when I tell him, get in this investment, get in this investment, and he don't do it, it hurts me. You know what I'm saying? And I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> you know, like, let me ask you a question, though. And <clears throat> I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. What do you think is his reasoning? Now, we, we, know, the, we know the problem. Mm -hmm. What do you think is his reason for that he believes that? Scared. He's scared. Think it's just a fear factor. Once you get a certain amount of money, right? It's comfortability, especially if you never had that much money before. Agree. So once you don't want to lose it, especially putting another some money that you have saved up and putting it in someone else's hand, and you don't have control over that money. Agree. Agree. And that's what scares people. But meanwhile, that's all I can say. He's just scared. You know. You know something like um. The other day, me and this lady was talking, and um. I've noticed that some people, their ideology and their levels of success is a certain level. You know, me and you, we have the same beliefs on what we want. You know, we want summer homes. We want all of these things. You know, but um, maybe, 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 no, I'm not going to say. I think he do, but I'm going to go with the fear too. It's fear, you know, man, it is he, the fear. He you know, want the things that we want too. He do. He's just afraid to take that first step. But once he take it though, ain't no stopping because his brother's already paved the way. So all he had to do was just follow the breadcrumbs. Agreed. Agreed. I want to ask everybody on live right now, what do you think are some reasons why people take, uh, they, they're fearful about taking the next steps in life, in life? What are they scared of? What do you, give me some reasoning outside of failure. Failure is a very common word that we're going to use. 
other than failure, what do you think is a reason why a lot of people won't take the steps in order in becoming great? What makes them stay back? What makes them uh, rebuttal? Like when you speak to them about how much greater you could possibly be, what makes you think that they, they that makes them say, I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to stop right here. And ultimately, see the person hit it on the head. The unknown. You know, the unknown is basically saying you don't know resources. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with the resources too, the fear of success. I feel like a lot of people don't understand we are our worst enemy. And I've learned that a person, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I want to say. When you look at a gunshot, right? A gunshot. If I'm walking and a person shoot me, was that avoidable? Nah, right? But the worst wound in life is a self-inflicted wound. If you take a gun and shoot yourself, was that avoidable? That was very avoidable. So what I'm saying is a lot of times in life, we give ourselves a lot of self-inflicted wounds. We waste our money. We, we, we take trips when we should be investing. We do a lot of things that actually hinder and stunt our growth. And then we play the victim. See, the victim mentality is the reason why a lot of us aren't getting to the levels. Because we play the victim. You know, I used to be the victim. I was the guy that said, if the guy never told on me, I would have never went to jail. It's true. But if I wasn't selling drugs, I would have never went to jail. And that's the truth. So I gave him something to tell on. So once you start getting to that point where you start saying, like, look, my results is based on my decision making. And that's what people don't understand. But speaking on our, um, I have a lot of family members, my brother, I tell you, that you try to help them. But their mindset is, you're only helping me if you're giving me capital. But I got to say this on record. If you take a broke mind and they win the lottery, they'll go back to being broke because the mentality was broke before they got the money. So they're going to do exactly what they've been doing with the money before they got the money. So they're going to do the same thing. So a broke mind will still ultimately get broke results because they think broke. So the broke mind will continuously do broke things. So it's not about the money. It's about teaching the horse or teaching the person how to fish. And the person that doesn't want to learn how to fish, they're never going to get the results because the person is telling you where the fish is. The person is telling you how to catch the reel. Like the other day, me and my brother went fishing. I didn't know how to fish. I haven't, been, I haven't done it in years. So I said, toss it out for me. He threw, the, he threw it out for me. I ended up catching the fish. But if I would have kept trying to uh, do it myself, I would have never caught a fish. But sometimes being a student at things that you know you can't do. If you don't know how to do it, become a student. It's okay. You know, and, and I feel like when dealing with family, there's a lot of ego involved. Would you uh, agree? That's, that's what the main reason. That's why they don't take advice from us. So when we ego. tell them something, they look at it as like, I was just, ah, ah, ah. But if it was coming from somebody else, they'll take the advice quicker. But when, as soon as the family member tell them, listen, I'm not giving you no money, but I'll give you a job. I'll put you onto a position where you can learn how to make money like me. Or you already got a job. Save your money. Come, come invest with me. My brother started something called the Dynasty, where anybody could have got in. There was no family member, friends. All you needed was the capital yep. to put in, and he was gonna do the legwork for you. But everybody didn't do it. Yep. And I know that for a fact they're gonna regret that they did it. Yep. And you know, you know, you know the bothering, the bothering factor about that. What you just said, like my brother just said, I started a company called Empower Dynasty. I pulled about a hundred. And 50 people that look like me and come from the same environments as me together, and we ultimately invested our money. 
we actually buying our first franchise. We actually just closed. We're closing on a multifamily uh, property in another week, you know, officially. And we're actually buying a, a, um, a franchise. Well, when I, when I brought this idea to family members, you know, I was throwing in a group text with family members. I was hitting up them on uh, individual time, one-on-ones, telling them the idea was the concept, what we're doing. It, it, it never resonated. And you know the saddest part about the dynasty outside of my older brother that's involved with it? I got a cousin on my father's side. We didn't grow up together. But within minutes of me telling him the idea, he jumped in. He jumped in at a nice number. And I, and I was like, wow, you can see the vision, but other people can't see the vision. But you want to know what it is, though, and I realized, though, when, when I think about it and it's from its totality, successful people speak the same language. He speaks the same language as me because of the fact that he wants more success. So he understands it takes money to make money. You can't make money without money. There's tons of people out here trying to figure out how to make money without money. Do you agree with that statement? It takes money to make money? Of course it does. So by understanding that, he realizes that you have to put your capital in different spaces in order to make money. For instance, me and my brother right now, we're in the process of opening up in a Jamaican restaurant. And we opened up a Jamaican restaurant. And um, I'm behind the scenes with everything. I'm just be behind the scenes. We have our guy who's a great, a great chef. We're going to just run it up and just put our money in different spaces to make us money. See, the thing about me is, um, my brother tell you, I have an extreme level of discipline that a lot of people lack. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very disciplined. And the reason why I say I'm very disciplined is because of the fact that I never wanted to look rich after I understood what rich is. I stopped doing the things that made me believe that I was rich. I said, I'm going to start doing the things that let me know what levels I'm at. See, sometimes you get so caught up in pretending to be rich, you forget to get rich. Let me say that again. Sometimes you spend so much time pretending to be rich that you actually forget to get rich. And I've learned a lot of people, and we were talking about some guys today that we grew up with. They literally had it on lock. Financially, they was doing really well. They was backing out all the foreign cars early and everything. But now when you look at these guys, I'm not saying they're not doing horrible, but they could be doing so much better because they were so much advanced. And not only were they advanced, they also grew up in nice areas with decent families, right? But yet and still, they decided to come into a bad area and change the mentality of what they were taught. The two guys we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of crazy when you really think about it from that factor. Give me something else that you think um, is a reason why family or people that say that they want to be around you, why they don't listen to you. Let me shout my guy out real fast, though, Pooh. Shout my guy, Dean McDonald. You know, this guy's a young guy from my neighborhood. He hit up my brother. He hit up me. And my brother actually helped him. He's a realtor. That's my realtor. Is this realtor? He just sold his first house. Working you know, on our second one. He's working on the second one. Matter of fact, he's about to go on the market any day. Monday? Saturday. Saturday, the market. How's it going? This Saturday? Yeah, open house. Oh, Saturday's an open house. So Dean actually listened to him. He took Dean under his wing. And the one thing I like about Dean, we went to Vegas together. It was me, him, and Dean. Me, my brother, and Dean, we was there. And Dean asked me a lot of questions. The one thing I love about Dean, he's business-oriented. And not only is he business-oriented, he's a student. He's always willing to listen. That's what makes him so strong because it's the fact that people don't know when to be a student. They always want to be the teacher. And that's the problem. They walk into the classroom on day one and try to be the teacher. Dean understood he wasn't the teacher. He said, I can learn from these guys. 
He texted me yesterday, said, I miss you. I need to, I need to get around y'all. And I'm like, you see this guy? I was just fishing with him like maybe an hour ago. Shout out, shout out Dean McDonald again. You know what I'm saying? Let me get that man his flowers. Best realtor in Long Island. Yeah, I like Fact. Dean a lot. I like Dean a lot. But let me ask you, so now, what is something that you think other than ego is a reason why they don't want to listen? Who it's coming from. Who it's coming from. I agree. I agree. You know, you know something funny, and I'm not gonna say his name. You know what I'm talking about once I start telling the story. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked at me the other day and said, the reason why I don't like listening to you because of the fact that, one, y'all younger than me, and two, when y'all tell me stuff, I got to figure it out for myself. <laughs> you got, you got, I'm sorry, you got to laugh at that, guys. You got to laugh at that. You know, he said to me he don't like listening to us because we're younger than him, and not only that we're younger than him, but he also said that he he he's got to figure it out for himself. Why would you got? Why do you listen? I don't get it. I mean, tell me, am I wrong? I don't get how somebody got to touch the stove to see it's hot. Exactly. Like, like I mean, give me some more details about this person I'm talking about. Oh man, I think you hit it on the head, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he just got to touch the fire to see that it's on. Yeah, it's like, like I tell you, like people be like, people paint the road for you. Like even when we was younger, like we had some. Our success wasn't. Black successful men. They were drug dealers. Agree. They were robbers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just we had a mom that worked her tail off. That's where our work ethic came from. But she can't be a man for us. When she told us to stay in the house, she went to work hour later. Where we was at? Outside. Outside. You feel me? So it was like <laughs> Nah, but it's like basically you say like, you know, you you the examples weren't there. But now you we given the example and we becoming the example. A fact. You know, like for instance, I just told you like my brother's owned his house for many years. Seven. Seven years, right? And, you know, he's done really well with his house. He okay. actually beat me to the house. And, you know what I'm saying? But. Only been home 10, though. He only been home 10 years. And he bought a nice, beautiful house. On the water, beautiful, beautiful house. And I'm saying he's actually built the house the way he wanted to build it. Which I find amazing and dope. You know, that's his gift. And that's one thing he's gifted at. But the thing about this particular person, he sees us buying the houses. He see us owning businesses. He's seeing everything. You know, right now, I'm in the process of vetting Dunkin' Donut. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm looking at Dunkin' Donut. I'm looking at a 7-Eleven. I'm looking at a bigger business now. They can't right? visualize that. Yeah, he can't coming vision from it. Us, coming, from, coming from the people that they, they know us. Yes. So it's hard to visualize, man, these niggas because millionaires. Not saying we are, but these men are successful. These men own restaurants. These men own a club. These men own homes. Like, they don't believe it because, like, they know us. Yeah. And they, they can get close to us still. Yeah. But it's like we got to part in the Red Sea for them to believe that. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care no more. I don't care. I'll be honest with you. I, I said the same thing. I don't care. I don't care. You know, you know something funny? Like, we were talking, and the same particular person, and, you know, and I'm like, yo, you, you know, you, you just, I don't understand what do we have to do to make you understand like, yo, you got to make the sacrifices. Got to. Like, he, 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 he sees what he wants. He envisions it. But to pull that thought out of his mind with his actions, he can't do it. You know, there are a ton of people, there are a ton of people who have great ideas, right? So the idea is in their mind. But they cannot pull that idea out of their mind with their actions. Mm. So they sit back every day and, and squander and, 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 and soak in pity 
but they also do things that make them feel better about themselves prematurely, temporarily, such as nice pair of shoes, a new bag, clothes, a vacation. These are temporary satisfactions that don't last because there is no return on that investment. See, the problem is we tend to invest in things that don't give us a return, Mm -hmm. and we spend a lot of time on it, ultimately only making us feel bad about or better about our bad situation. See, you could put a Band-Aid on a wound, but that wound that you put that Band-Aid on really needs stitches. It needs to be covered. But yet and still, you put that little Band-Aid on a big wound. See, the bigger problem is we can't see the bigger issue. The bigger issue with a lot of us is our ego, our pride, the fact that we become um, 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 less likely to be students and we don't want to hear it because we know you too well. But sometimes when you know people well, they usually have the better intentions for you. So it's just weird for me because I told myself I'm not going to be my worst enemy anymore. I'm not going to keep walking every day, stepping on my own feet and wonder why I'm not getting to the levels. Some people step on their own feet. I mean, mostly everybody step on their own feet. Yeah, they do. Nobody willing to make the sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be rich, but they have no plan of getting it. No plan. No sacrifices. They don't even hustle hard enough to even put themselves in a position to be rich. I agree. One job. Are you serious? You got one job, you got two kids, and you work in one job and talking about you're going to be rich. How? Please tell me how that's That's a very unpractical situation. (laughs) And then you got people that's living with their moms or living with anybody. They don't pay no bills. Yeah. They got foreign cars. They dress better than people that really got money. And they really think that they up. And they will have an argument with you like they really that, that person and they really not. And you try to tell them, they want to be hating on them. But sometimes it don't be hate. You, you got love for someone and you try to tell them that they're doing wrong and they look at it as hate. You know what I'm saying? But meanwhile, you just love this person that much. You're like, yo, bro, you're bugging. Like, trying to help you. Trying to help you. I'm telling you as best as I can. But yeah. they don't get it. You know, like, it's, it's frustrating, too, because it's like, you, you, you know, once you start doing better with your life, I've noticed, like, real successful people tend to want to help others become more successful. Right. It's lonely and, at the top. Yeah, it gets lonely at the top, especially when, um, like, for me, from what I experienced, though, real successful people spend more time trying to help others become successful, whether mentally, whether phys- physically, or whether emotionally. They make them become better. Because you become, like, a, a humanitarian, in a sense, because you want to see more people happy. Because like my brother just said a minute ago, it's lonely at the top. As you start going up, the altitude gets a lot thinner. So you can't breathe unless you're willing to adjust to those climates. You know, if you start going up a mountain, you have to learn how to breathe in that, that, that air because the air gets thinner. So chasing success is the same way as climbing a mountain. You got to understand those airs going to get thinner. You got to understand you're not going to have as many friends as you want. You got to also understand that you know, there's not going to be so many people who you would want to be standing next to you because they may not want what they want, want what you want. And that's, that's the most hurtful thing because you, it's beautiful to be able to, that's why I love LeBron James' situation. You know, Le, LeBron James' situation is amazing. You know, LeBron still has a lot of guys. They grew up in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. But they're all comfortable with him being the leader. And not only the leader, but they're also comfortable with him Showing them the ropes and following suit. LeBron putting all these guys in position. Shout out LeBron. Shout out Rich Paul. And these guys are really doing well. And they're doing well because of the fact that LeBron understand, they understand their roles. You know, sometimes, you know, I remember my brother said to me one time, he said it comfortably. He was like, I expect you to be way richer than me. 
I looked at him like, what? He said, yeah, I expect that. He said, but I ain't going to let you leave me behind. I'm not getting left off bad and bougie. That's what he said to me. And I said, yo, it takes a, a real man or a real human to say that. You know, I want to see one of my guys surpass me economically. But as long as I'm still winning, we both win it. And that's what a family member is. You know, for my brother to look at me and say that, it, it, it touched me like, wow. He said, I already know. Tell him, I'm let you tell a story. Say the story. I'm like, yo, bro, if you hit 30 mil and I got a mil, I still got 30. That's how we feel. Doesn't matter who you, you got hear it. that again. He said, if, if I got 30 million and he got a million, he still got 30 million. Right. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know, there's two, two, two twin brothers in the NBA, Marcus and Markeith Morris. Mm. You know, they opened up one bank account, made all their money flow into one bank account. Wow. That's brothers. That's love. You know, they said, well, as long as I got you, got, as long as you got, I got. You know, whoever raised them did an amazing job. And, you know, they, they tough boys. You know, they come from Philly. They tough boys. But one thing I say is they're very loyal to each other. And a lot of people need to understand that we need to get to a point where we understand that blood don't make you family. You know, it's wanting the best for people, pushing them to better levels, ultimately becoming their biggest critic, but also their biggest fan. See, sometimes it's hard when you only critiquing when you're not pushing up. So as much as you, 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 you talk bad to that person, you got to be able to build them up too because they got to feel that there's a balance. Because in today's society, I hate to say this, but I'm going to be honest, people are very hypersensitive. Oh, hyper. Give me, give me a scenario where you felt sensitivity, sensitivity was I too mean, involved. I mean, even me, though, I get sensitive too sometimes. Like, you know, I, like sometimes when I think I know something, you know, I get hyped. That's because I'm passionate about when I, when I feel something. So I, that's sensitive. That's the emotion right there. It is. It is. It is. And I, I scream. You know. You do. <laughs> My brother, I just hang up. I just hang up the phone. He started to, oh, man, click. I said, he'll call me back later when he calm down. My brother's a Gemini, so for you guys to understand, a Gemini has multiple personalities. My brother, the type of person, we'll get into a whole full-fledged argument afterwards. He'll be like, yo, you want something to eat? I'm like, what? No, I don't want nothing with no food from you. That's my brother for you guys. But again, I understand his personality. I know he don't mean any harm by it. You know, that's the one thing about love. You learn people. You know, you understand how they are. Sometimes my brother put the weight of the, uh, the world on his shoulders. You know, he's a great father. But he has to understand sometimes, man, you got to put yourself first, too. But you definitely take care of his kids. And I, I tip my hat to him. He's an amazing father. You know, amazing dad. He tries his best. And that's the one thing I He got a lot. So. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> but um, let's talk about foundation and structure real quick. You know, what is a foundation? Should a family be built off of, like, a foundation? I think I think is, the love is beautiful. I definitely think it's uh, respect. What do you think? Respect. Respect. Loyalty. Loyalty. Consistency. All that. All Consistency. Because you can always say you love someone and fall off in love with them. Yeah. I loved at one time. All my family loved me. I know that. I felt it. And at one time, I loved them all too. I they know that, and I felt it. But as you get older, y'all grow apart. You might still love me, but you don't love me to the point of the of the. I would do anything for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, mm, I got kids of my own, or I got my own family to worry about. Meanwhile, we all family. And that's where we lost that. You know what I'm saying? When we stop thinking that we're not family, it's because this you have your own family to raise. It's yeah. Because I have my own family to raise. I still do my, my best for my brother if he needs me. If any of my family needs me. When I say my family, the family ones, they know who I call family because they know who they are. 
or if they need me, because I know if I needed them, they got me. Yeah. One guy said, one guy said, um, he said, blood makes you related. Facts. But family is a different factor. You know, blood makes you related, but family is a different factor. You know, family is, like you said, love, loyalty, consistency, being there when each other need each other, respect. You know, and um, one thing I'm learning now is building a community. I'm building a community with my family, so therefore we could always have each other's back. I feel like your family is only as strong as its weakest link. And by you being strong for your weakest link, you ultimately help your family become better. See, right now my brother, we have one of our brothers, he's not doing what we want him to do. But one thing he knows is we love him. Sometimes I have to remind him that your brother's only going hard on you because he wants you at the top with us. And he, 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 he rebuttals, oh, I'm going to be there, I'm good. I, I hear it. But the level of success that we're talking about is going to take great sacrifices and also a different mentality from what he has at this moment. You know, understand, like I say all the time, success speaks a certain language. A lot of people don't understand how success talks. Success don't say, I can't. Success says, I will. Success doesn't say, um, maybe I might fail. Those words don't exist to a successful person. A successful person will find a way. Where, where there's no roads, the successful person, you know what we do? We create the road. Where there's not a door, we find a way in. This is what successful people say. So when you start listening to why successful people are successful and why the person is unsuccessful, you'll see why. Because they speak two different languages. An unsuccessful person will make every excuse in the world on why they're failing. Not realizing it's the language. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to say this on record. The mouth casts spells over your life. Facts. You know, you can cast a spell over your life. You can talk yourself out of becoming great. You can talk yourself out of becoming successful. You can talk yourself out of giving up. You can also talk yourself into becoming great. You can also talk yourself into becoming a millionaire and becoming successful. Being a loser. And also being a loser. Your mind is the gateway to success. And how you think about yourself says volumes about your reality. If you notice, if you talk to most people who aren't successful, when you listen to them, they sound depleted. They sound beat. They sound like they gave up. So reality is how can this person be successful? Secondly, you talk to these same people, they're always talking negative. How could you ever expect God to bless someone talking negative? It doesn't go that way. He blessed those who are positive. So let's figure out how to be more positive. You know, and that's one thing I will say that we talk about now way more is our pros. We don't talk about our cons. We don't sit there and cry about the problem. We work on the solution. Because if you have 100% of energy, the person spending most of their day complaining about the problem, but they never fix it with the solution. Spend more time on the solution, less time on the problem. And that's the problem. A lot of us don't get that. So what is something that you would tell somebody with chasing this level of success? What is a requirement that you think somebody would need in order to become their discipline? Discipline. That's like number one. Give me something that reflects discipline. When your homie's going out every week, you in the house. Whole summer, locked in. Yes. When they going on vacation, you in the house. Locked in. When your man's in wearing Gucci belts and Farragamo or driving farming cars, you locked in the house. 
That's 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 a different type of sacrifice. That's letting someone know that you really want it. People be saying I want it, and I want it, because they how? What are you doing that sticks out? That speaks volumes of you. What are you doing? You ain't what you doing out of the ordinary that makes you different. Yeah. Because I say successful people are different. They are. They don't think like nobody else. They different. They do. And it's all so type different. of successful people. We're not just talking about money. We're success when it comes to capital gain, mental, your mindset is everything. It is. If your mindset is weak, you can have a million dollars today and you be broke tomorrow. Agreed. So it's all about mindset. So when I be saying, I be calling people broke, that's my favorite word. And they be like, oh, you always talking about money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about your mindset. You depleted. Your mindset makes you broke because you mindset gotta. Makes you broke. And then people complain about their jobs, but you just put just to buy another foreign car. You go on vacation. How you complaining about your job? Your job is supposed to be a stepping stone to, to fund whatever ideas you got in your head. That's what your job is for. Say that again. That's it. Say that again. Your job is to fund all your ideas in your head. That's what your job is for. It's a stepping stone. And I agree 100%. Stepping stone. You know, a lot of people don't sit back and evaluate that they are the determining factor to their success. As long as you keep giving yourself an excuse, you will always have an excuse. As long as you keep telling yourself that you can't, you won't. You know, and, and, and that's what you got to start saying, I will. You know, you ever heard somebody say, man, must be nice. You lucky. I'm going to tell you something. The word luck means itself to me. It means preparation, meeting opportunity. That's how you create luck. I prepared myself for a moment to succeed. Most people say that they're going to be successful, but they're not doing anything that's pushing them up. They're actually doing things that's actually hurting them, but they can't see it because they're so captivated by trying to look like they're at levels they're not. And that's the issue. More people spend time on trying to be opposed to actually being. You know, once you get to certain levels in life, you learn that you are and you can be your worst enemy. There are a lot of people that's their worst enemy. Like, I told, I, I said earlier, and, and my brother could validate this, when you talk to certain people, certain people that are successful is because of the way they talk. You know, the way they think, the way they operate. I remember, it's funny, my uncle called me one time, he called when I came home, he was like, he called me Malcolm X. And I said to him, the more positive you become, the more positive you get in your life. The more negative you become, the more negative you get in your life. Positive people get positive energy because they're positive people. Positive things happen to great people all day. For instance, the other day, let me see your phone. This young guy said to me the other day, he was complaining about his life, right? I took his phone from him like this. I, I said, open your phone. He opened his phone. I, I, I went to the, a, the, a name. And I clicked it, and I pressed send, right? He's complaining about his life. He said, who you calling? I said, just watch this. I put it on speaker. His mother voice said, hello, Johnny, you okay? I looked at him and said, and you have the nerve to complain. When you can call your mother and tell her you love her any day, you can call her, you can see her, you can spend time with her, but you take everything for granted. I said, it's not the money that makes you successful. Is the people you help build up on your journey to becoming more successful. It becomes a, human, a humanitarian thing. You start worrying about more people, the more successful you become. You start wanting to help because you start seeing life different. It's not about you. It's like bringing more people to heaven, showing people who God is, making people see their dreams, their aspirations, their goals. Once you start becoming like that, 
you have truly found God and you have a relationship with your creator because he pours into your cup for you to pour into others. And when you don't understand that, you don't want to pour into people's cup. You're too selfish and he's going to stop your blessings because you're not blessing anybody else. And that's the reality. My whole goal and my, my family's here, I would love to see all of us happy. You know, my, my little brother always said to me, you like it, I love it. And I'm running with a slogan all year. If you like it, I love it. Because love is accepting you for you. But the one thing I'm not going to accept is a person lying to me that they're happy with their life and I know they're not. I'm not accepting that. I'm never going to sit back and watch one of my family members who are not at the level they should be. Because my uncle, he taught me work ethic. It was Hazel Brown, who's my grandmother. It was Sandra Brown, who's my mother. And it was Delandis Brown who showed me how to work hard. And I will tell anybody that, no matter what level I get to, those are the three people that showed me how to work hard. And that's a fact. My grandmother started it. My mother followed it. My uncle gave me a good example on, to continue it. I've learned that from them, how to work hard. I don't know what being lazy feels like. And I will never know that. That's not my character. You know, but um, getting back to you, give me something you want to drop in. Just so y'all know, my younger brother's here. My uncle's here, too. We're going to let them come over here and say something in a minute. Paulie, you want to jump on and say something? We don't got the other mic here, right? Hmm? We, have the other, we don't have the other mic? I'm going to let you take this mic. That get me a lot, so I'm going to let my brothers talk. I'm going to let them have a discussion as men. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, just go back and forth. No, just, when you talk, talk directly into the mic. Like right into it, because it'll, it'll definitely um, not catch everything. So guys, just so you all know, this is my older brother in the middle. This is my brother that's after me. And this is my uncle that's here. Say what up. That's my uncle, too. That's my little brother, M.E.Z. Marlin. Jeff. You know, he already know me. So today, we're talking about what makes family family. Right? And what I want y'all to do is this. I want y'all to explain to me what do you feel like is family in your own. No one's right, no one's wrong. It's your opinion about how you feel. What is... What makes somebody family to you? How do, how do me, as your nephew, show you I love you? Because the whole concept of life is learning how to love the person the way they want to be loved. So how do you want to be loved by me? And I'm going to tell you how I want to be loved by y'all. I'm going to let you go first, Marlon. Go all the way into the mic. Get close, close. First, to yeah. me, to me, bro. Don't move, don't move. We got to stand it. First to, first to me, family is about Simply unconditional love. Like, I mean, no judgment, no no fault in character. Like, I mean, everyone has their ups and downs. Everyone, Everyone's not going to learn as fast, especially in family. Everyone's not going to learn as fast as certain people. So, um, for me, yeah, yeah, for me, I just think family is, 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 is just the unconditional love. Like, just, you know... Having respect, most of all, for, for, for the person you grew up with, no matter if they're accomplished or not as accomplished as you. Like, I mean, family is family. Like I said, back to unconditional love. Like, yeah. So um, I'm just going to keep it that simple right now. And um, for my brother, the reason why, uh, you know, he, he shows me, I mean, he checks up on me all the time. Like, I live in a different state, so... For 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 my brother to make sure he 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 shows me the love. He makes sure as as a little brother that I'm I'm knowledgeable of certain things. Like I mean, 
I'm hard. I'm the hard headed one out of. They oh, probably you? tell you I'm oh, the hard headed one out of all of them. Oh, oh, so I'm the I'm the one that's not learning. You know, I, well, I'm the younger no, one, learning. so so I'm learning. I'm I'm yeah. I'm oh, definitely you learning. So I'm the two is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, just yeah, so y'all know, yeah, just so, so y'all know, I'm, I'm gonna give y'all a quick uh, rundown real fast. Toot out there, and raise your hand. Toot was my best friend growing up, right? That's my brother. This is his, they best friends growing up. Me and Toot were like this. They were like this. Mm -hmm. So when my brother in the middle, him, gives him advice, he hates it. But I'm like, you gotta remember how he feels about you. Then when I give Toot advice, he gets mad at me because of the fact that I, I miss my best friend sometimes. Because I trust them with my life. Yeah, talk to the mic. Talk to the mic. They ain't going to hear it. That's the reason why I tell them and I get mad at them because I see the potential. All they got to do is just do it. But, you know, like I said, everybody don't learn as fast. But with them, it's not learning fast. It's who it's coming from. That's why I be feeling the way, too. I'm going to be honest. You said that to me. Though. No, talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. I said, listen, again, this is us talking to each other as men. There's no animosity. There's no... Anger, there's no hate. Okay. That's it was all yourself. about it was Talk all about me. It was I had a pride issue. I don't want to come to my little my little nephew's for I'm not your little nephew. We grown men now. I know I understand that, but we grew up as brothers. And my other nephew right here, we didn't really like each other because he used to bully you. <laughs> <laughs> but we all came together like, yo, if anything crush time, we gonna we gonna do what we gonna do. But Getting what you said, my pride is is crazy. My pride was crazy. And that I want to learn it for myself. Like you learned it. Somebody taught you to go. I want to learn it too. I'm, I'm from the streets, because I'm in the streets. But 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 you want you want to know something though too? And, and this is me being honest with you. You're beyond the streets. And, and this is what I want you to understand. I keep hearing you say the street thing. Streets, the streets, the streets. You want to learn it on a corporate level now. What I'm trying to do is build my uncle to a corporate level. The streets. It's temporary. We, we, we had no choice when we grew up where we grew up at. We went through what we went through because we had no choice. But now we have a choice. We choose if we're going to fail. We choose if we're going to continuously be in the same environments. See, I miss my uncle. I do. But I had to go run my race and complete my race before I can come back and help anybody else out. I had to. Terrell made me lock in. You know he called me a bum. Y'all called me a bum. But... <laughs> Did we fight? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 when Terrell no. called me a bum, we didn't fight. When he called me a bum, it made me focus on me. Because I was being a bum. See, a bum is a mentality, is a mindset. It doesn't mean because you don't have. There are tons of people who are not millionaires, who are not hundred thousand is, or who are not dollar is, but they're not bums. They work hard every day and they're they don't have money because they pay their bills. That is not a bum. So people misconstrue what a bum is. A bum is a mindset. A person that's looking for everything easy who doesn't want to work hard. That is a bum. A bum is a person who's always making excuses. That is a bum. A bum is one who's not trying to chase their potential. That's a bum. A bum is not because you're not a millionaire. A bum is not because you're not a thousandaire. If you pay your bills and you're struggling, you're not a bum. You could never be a bum. You're taking care me. of your kids. That's it's not a bum. But I learned. I woke up. I told you. So that I'm happy. Day. The other day I, I told up. him. I told him the other day. I said, yo, for the first time in life, I was happy that me and you actually had that discussion. Because I'm going to be honest with you, like when we went to Vegas, I felt like everybody should have been there. It was Pook's 40th birthday. I know. And I felt disgusted. Hold on. She, she was like, let's go. Look at the mic. She was like, let's go. Donald was like, let's go. But that's what I'm saying. Those are the moments that we can't miss. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel right now if that was his last birthday? 
probably messed Crazy. up. Probably messed up. But that's how you have to think about life. And he keeps telling me that. Yes, I'm chasing the money. Yes, I'm doing well. But he keeps reminding me, you have to live too. You have to live. And I'm going to tell you something. Like we, Our children, our families, all of us should be having vacations together where we can all have these relationships. Those are the moments that you're creating for life and down the road you're going to always appreciate. It's not the new car you bought. It's not the, not, not the, uh, uh, the big house you bought. But you're going to remember that time when Tude almost drowned in Puerto Rico. You're going to remember that. Those are going to be the jokes when we old and, having, and laughing. We got to create those moments. We did it when we was kids. It's time to recreate great moments. Without family, you don't have nothing. And that's what I want y'all to understand. Me and Terrell talks about it all the time. M, and I'm saying this on record while you're here, Terrell is hard. He's annoying. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. He is. You know, Jeffrey, whatever y'all call him, Poop, whatever y'all want to call him there, he's annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. But his intentions are good. His delivery is the way he had to get it. His whole life, he had to get it hard. Terrell never got it easy. Keep it in mind. You know that. Yeah, I know. Whether his, all his experiences, his incarcerations, his court sentencing, he always had to hear it hard. No, but think about it. So his delivery to you is not to hurt you. It never was. Nah, but it does. Because you get mad sometimes. sometimes it does, but, the, but, you but he know, means I good. Always, and I told I you, but Emma understand, but you gotta understand. It was a man too. But you gotta understand, he's a man. About how you do it though. That's a fact. You gotta keep that in mind with each other. It's how y'all do it. And I told I told Marlon I would tell him that too, right? Yeah. That's why I wanted to do this today. Today this was planned. When we was at the shop, I said, "Yo, I want I want all of us. I know you was coming, but I'm actually happy you here. I think everybody needs to get whatever they gotta get off their chest, so we can get on with our lives and and start enjoying it." Because there's a lot of things that's unsaid that's around this table, and I'm not ashamed. You know what you said? You Look said, at the mic. You said family. And this is what I miss. The mic. This is what I miss. I love y'all. You already know that. Love I love y'all. Nah, nah, nah. There's no past tense. Listen. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, this I is what I'm that, saying. Man. Like, my love for them, you cannot take it away. You can't break it. You can't bend it. My loyalty to them is super duper out of this world. I I would die for them. Dude, All three of them right here. The I love. My, I know they'll come kill for me, but truth be told, I trust you first. I mean, I, I tell them that all the time. We know how you are. You crazy? You know, you crazy, dude. You don't stop. <laughs> but like we we got we got a little thing for different logic of thinking. You you crazy? But we love that about. Poe was the first one out of us that was never there on Christmas. Yeah, he was away. He was always. And that right there hurted me the most because I didn't want none of that to happen to him and you. And, and what I said to you and you first got locked up, I'm not, this is my last time coming to visit you, right? Well, I said to you, when, I said the same thing too. No, 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 I wish I would have listened to you because you did tell me about Ronald. I'm going to be honest with you. you I, 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 I regret it. And I, I just need you to, let's bury that already, please. No, I'm not going to bring no, that no, up. No, 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 I've heard it a thousand times. No, but no, two, two. When, you say, when you say, no, no, when you say, when you say, family don't do you. nothing for, no, two, nobody two. haven't did nothing for me. Listen, I gave you the one person's goal. That was out of anger of going. When you go through an incarceration experience, you feel left out. You feel like nobody love you. You blame everybody, bro. Until you come to this, I came to the realization it wasn't y'all, it was me. It took me years to get there. Yo, Paul, when honest, I, said I was mad at everybody. Yo, two, I was pissed. The only you. person I wasn't mad at was him. I bet because you he was, he was locked up with me. I bet you post said one thing. Yeah, we always been friends. I bet you I shot poop though. I came to visit him. I, I shot this shit up. You thought I was the girl. But I'm not surprised you would do that. That's when you 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 did the, the turnaround for both of us. It was it was one of the I think you just said like yo, when you came to come visit me. Yeah, that's what you got to say. But make sure y'all talking to the mic when y'all talk, because everybody gonna hear y'all. I visit both of y'all at the same time. 
And Yo, I was you, like, you know, you know, you know, the one thing we got to get to understand is, look, I feel like there was always like something that's hindering everybody. Two, you're a great man. We love you to death. You're our uncle, regardless of whatever age we get to, you will always have to be our uncle. You're not our cousin, you're our uncle. So I understand you definitely don't like it because we're younger than you. Age don't factor nothing, bro. I don't like because what? No, because you got four of us. I learned things from him the other day. Marlon said something about a car situation. Ask him the first thing I said. I said, M, you're right. I never thought about it like that. But I learn every day. I learn from Pook. I learn from, I can learn. You know, that's not, yo, that's nothing. Like I said, you know, you, we can't be thinking like that anymore. We're getting too old. But we have to understand that, you know, life is not promised. You know, all of us just lost a, a good friend, V-Day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's young. He was 37 years old. I know. Massive heart attack in his sleep. He just bought his house. He just finished renovating his basement. You know, he was doing positive things. You know, and look at, look, look at that. So, like, me looking at that reality is like, yo, why do you think I go so hard for, for mom? He makes me go harder. Like, my grandmother, I, I, you know, she says it every day she sees us. What she say? I'm very proud of y'all. Yeah. That's the best feelings in life. I don't care about the money. Yo, if I, if I drive a Civic for the rest of my life, I don't care. Because every time I look at my mother, I know she's proud of me. That's how I feel about life now. That's where I'm at. I like nice things, but I don't care about it as much. I'm being honest. I just miss the fact that me, you, and Marlon, and Pook ain't on a flight flying somewhere. It would make me go harder to get there. If Pook called me right now and be like, yo, they, they coming? I'm on that flight. What? This is what we need to start moments on, bro. All the other stuff, let's bury and start working on each other and stop getting defensive when we talk to each other about each other. Yeah, I got to stop that. I gotta All stop of us. That. But All of us. I gotta stop. I'm not just saying you, Marlon, J. Van Miller, Delandis, Javon, Delandis, Javon Brown, Jeffrey Terrell Huffman, and Quentin Marquise Andy, Brown. Okay. All of us. We gotta change that, bro. We, look, family is all you have. And that's why I was happy that um, he actually, when I saw y'all smile, I was like, you know, we, cause we, I spoke about you a little bit on this episode. I know you, I know you were talking to him. I ain't talk back. I didn't talk back. I didn't talk bad. I said, one of the people in my family that I grew up the closest with, we're not as close as we used to because every time I try to talk to him, he take things the wrong way. You take things the wrong way. I feel like I'm not allowed to speak to you without arguing with you. And I'm like, I want to be able to talk to you without arguing with you. I'm like, too, I'm very knowledgeable. I'm very knowledgeable. And I'm not sitting here saying I know all, but I know a lot. And I'm only helping us because of the fact that Maybe God made me the LeBron of us. Maybe I am the LeBron of us. And I'm comfortable being it. But I don't want, I'm nothing without y'all though. And that's what Terrell understands I understand. I'm nothing without Chris. I'm nothing without my team. I'm nothing without Empower Dynasty. I'm nothing without the guys that work at my shop. I'm, I need people. And I understand that. A team is one who can delegate other people to do other roles. And I'm comfortable knowing I need to. I need Marlon, I need Pook, I need Chris, I need her too. Because everyone needs somebody at some time or another. So the ego is what makes you feel like you, be, you can't learn anything else. But we got to stop that, man. And it, it used to, it, he'll tell you, I would call him, like, it bothers me that I can't have a regular discussion with Toot without yelling and screaming. Yo, just a funny job, though. Like, the other day, I was in Puerto Rico, and me and Pope had a nice conversation. And, it done, and that joke went left. It always went <laughs> left. Right. Like, this is why you and Kate always argue. Now, this is why y'all always argue. That's what I kept saying, right? You heard me, right? 
And two, you do always want to talk over people. You don't yes. listen. You don't, want you don't to listen. Nothing. You don't listen. Yes, you older than us. Yes, you, you don't, don't listen, yo. Oh my God. Yo, bro, I've been telling him to listen. You're gonna have to go sit down with K. When I say K, I'm talking about my brother. So y'all gotta sit, you gotta sit down with him. He's been avoiding him. Oh, I don't wanna go through him because every time we talk, we argue. I say, yo, too, you ever thought for a second maybe it's you? That maybe it's wait, wait. Just always. It's not always me. Two, two, two. Here go two. Here go two. This is our conversation to go. And I'm being honest. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every that's, 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 that's how it always, it wait, always wait, go left. But I, to me, I think that you call me to the shop. <laughs> Just to start with me real no. quick and just see me. Yo, so, I'm, I'm like, like yeah. yo, bro, who could tell you? And here, validate it. There's times where I just miss you. Yo, you're annoying as hell, but I can deal with you in doses. But sometimes I just miss you. I'm like, yo, I just miss him. Like, yo, just tell him to come over to the shop. Just because of that. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, the, you, you got to remember, like, yo, sometimes the things that remind you of your youth and your past that was good, you always want around you in your later years. Man, I, I, Listen, you ever I heard a song? But you ever heard a song that made you smile because you remember when you heard it when you was a kid? Mm -hmm. That's how memories are, bro. Remember they said memories don't live; they live longer than people. Just like M, I went over there when you first moved to I mean, Maryland. And no, matter of fact, when he was in North Carolina, I drove to North Carolina. And what I said, he was shocked. He was like, "You ain't coming." This is my first time ever seeing this guy. This guy, I had um, Cuban cigars. I had Cuban cigars. Got it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He took it out. Oh my! And then <laughs> I said, "Yo, bro, you can't handle it." I said, "This is Cuban, bro." This. <laughs> so look, this is what I need at this moment. Do so you got anything else you want to say about family? About me? Just us? Yeah. Right here at the table. Whatever you guys. I'm not speaking no more. I miss y'all, bro. But you. What it's, I be it's, saying? What it's I be you. saying, Donald? It's you though. You gotta accept it's you. But you know what? You know what Paul said though. It's you. You know what Paul said? What? He said the really short. I told him to have tears in my said, eyes, bro. He said, my kids don't know you. Except for Jordan. They don't. <laughs> yes, I kept it like Who that. Is you? I can't come over the crib. You That's a lie. That way. You feel you can't. So, you, you're my uncle. If you wasn't the way you are, uh, uh, you, you can go see your, 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 your great uncle, your great nieces. They don't know you because you don't make the effort. And that's what they notice. Like people say they want to see my kids, but they don't make no effort to see my kids. My kids right. live right here. My kids ain't far around here. I don't know where you live at. I mean, that's the whole point. You can't put that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> look, so, look, yo, look, yo, look, so, listen, look, listen, okay, listen. So let's the do other day, not too long ago. Let's set a day where we all we all take all the kids out and have a date with the kids. That's easy. Word. Marlon. Marlon, Marlon, we can set it up. But let's let's this make, guy it, never let's come. make it this way. Let's make it easier. Let's go towards Marlon. We could do that. We could do that. We could do that. So the first one we'll go towards Marlon, so Marlon can't make no excuse. We set it up. Let's we set do it that. up. We that. So now this is what I want to do. Till next time, I'm Q the Boss. Follow me on all social media platforms at Q the Boss five one six Q D A B O S S five one six. Go follow me on Instagram at Q the Boss five one six. Also follow the TikTok Q the Boss five one six. And lastly, follow the YouTube channel at Empowered Dynasty. I'm telling you something. I'm dropping gems, I'm dropping jewels, and I'm living by what I talk. I built myself out the mud, and you guys can do the same. Until next time, do me a favor. We ain't letting nothing go over our head. <laughs>